everyone. My name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Myers Detox podcast. Today we have a very interesting show. It's all about coffee enemas, how to do them, why on earth you would want to do a coffee enema, everything you never wanted to know about coffee enemas. And uh, coffee enemas are an incredible detox tool. Uh, they're something that I love to do. I've been doing them for years and years and years. They've been an incredibly helpful tool to help me feel better, help my liver to detox, uh, just to control symptoms. They're an amazing way to mechanically detox your liver. They're not necessarily for cleaning out your colon like a lot of people think. They're not for just uh, evacuating the colon. They're actually a great way to purge the liver of toxins. And we're going to be talking about everything you wanted to know, lots of tips and tricks, how to do a coffee enema on today's show. So this is a Facebook live that I did and it was very, very popular uh, as a, you know, a Facebook live. It was very popular on YouTube. So we decided to just bring it to you as a podcast on the Myers Detox podcast today. I think coffee enemas are fundamental in any kind of detox protocol. And uh, we did lots of Q&A with this Facebook live. So any questions that you may have, probably somebody else ask and it will be answered today on the show. If you want to learn about your relative levels of heavy metals and been curious if you may be toxic or not, go to metalsquiz.com. I created this amazing quiz that has about 14 questions, will not take you very long to go through it, and I'll give you an idea of your level of metals in your body and some solutions uh, to help with that. So go to metalsquiz.com to take the quiz. So here's today's show. No further ado. Uh, this is the Facebook Live that I did. We had hundreds of people on this Facebook Live. And so enjoy. Hello, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thank you so much for joining me on today's Facebook Live. I'm going to be talking about coffee enemas, using coffee to detox your body, detox your liver. And it's an amazing way to uh, detox your body and to mechanically detox your liver and get your liver working better. So if you have any type of liver issues, liver problems, really, really important to do coffee enemas. So that's my detox protocol that I'm going to be talking about today. And so we'll be talking about how coffee enemas clean and detoxify your body, why you should start integrating them into your detox routine and how to do a coffee enema, more importantly, the benefits of doing a coffee enema, why on earth would you want to put coffee in your colon? And we'll talk about the do's and don'ts of coffee enemas. So some tips and tricks, common mistakes people make, and why to keep doing them. So thanks for oh, everyone for joining me. Uh, I do this every week, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live and talking to you all about detoxification, different strategies, different reasons why you want to be detoxing. So stay tuned every week. I love having you guys here and helping to educate you. So thanks for everyone who's joining in every week with me to our, our little Facebook party here. <laughs> so one second, I got to take a little coffee break. So let's start with a few, uh, some reasons why you want to do a coffee enema. So first off, today, people's livers are really toxic. Um, people today uh, are exposed to a lot of different toxins. Their livers are overwhelmed, overburdened, because our poor liver has to 
bear all this burden and take the brunt of all this and break down all these toxins and uh, our, our bodies, our livers have to, to deal with all this stuff. And so um, let, let me talk about some of the benefits of doing coffee enemas. Number one, you're gonna have increased cell energy production. You're gonna have enhanced tissue health and repair, enhanced cellular regeneration, better immunity, much clearer skin. You'll find that when your liver is toxic, you know, kind of backed up or overburdened, so to speak, a lot of toxins will come out of your skin. And so people tend to have liver spots or they'll have congested skin, they'll have acne, they'll have rashes, they'll have chronic skin issues because, and it's just a sign of liver health. And um, we also, uh, you also have a, you know, a healthier colon. Uh, you also can kill parasites. The coffee actually changes the pH in the colon so that uh, people will start expelling parasites and things like that when they start doing them. And, and when they continue, I've had some clients that have reported they have clumps of worms coming out of them. They'll have big rope worms and send me all these lovely photos that I just love to get and uh, wanna share all the benefits of the coffee enemas that they're receiving. And um, it also uh, really is one of the most effective and quick relief of constipation um, a lot of people who suffer from constipation, it's a real problem because um, all those toxins in the waste product that you're supposed to excrete stay in your colon and they can start to reabsorb. That's really a bad situation for your health. So if you're suffering from constipation, obviously, ideally, you want to get to the root source. But if you're not able to and you know you have to troubleshoot these things, figure out why you're having constipation, can take some time. In the meantime, it's great to do coffee enemas to uh, to relieve the constipation and get out that fecal matter that can be causing various issues. And um, it's great for uh, reducing many, many symptoms of general toxicity. Like for instance, this morning I woke up really nauseated. I don't know why um, I just woke up nauseated. I did a coffee enema, nausea went away. So it's one of the ways that I, I deal with, uh, with nausea. I'll deal if I, very rarely I'll, I'll get a headache, but sometimes if I do get a headache, I'll do a coffee enema goes away. It could be due to the caffeine uh, from the coffee, but you know, whatever works. And um, a lot of people that have pain, if you have cramps, um, people have cancer, uh, really, really important to do coffee enemas to relieve uh, many of the symptoms of those health issues. And um, it, it also increases the acidity of the intestines, making it less hospitable to parasites, yeast, and bacteria. And it real improves digestion as well. Um, headaches can disappear as a result of doing coffee enemas. People report a better mood. They have increased mental clarity. That's the number one thing for me when I do a coffee enema. I definitely have much better, better mental clarity. When I do a really, really important podcast where I really want to be sharp, um, I'll do a coffee enema right beforehand. And uh, coffee enemas also uh, reduce many types of pain, like I mentioned, and clear acne and skin congestion, and um, just uh, generally improve your health and facilitate detox. And it's really, really important when you're doing any type of detox protocol to, uh, to do coffee enemas because you're mobilizing a lot of different toxins. Your liver is having to deal with a lot of different toxins uh, when you're doing infrared saunas when you're taking supplements like my activated silica that helps to mobilize metals that cause fatigue from tissues or taking any kind of chelator any kind of product it's really helpful 
to facilitate the liver's excretion of these toxins. And because what the coffee, let's talk about the mechanism of the coffee enema. So how are these coffee enemas working exactly? So what happens with a coffee enema is, so why are you using coffee of all things? So as opposed to water. So the reason we're using coffee is because it contains caffeine. And, and the coffee enema coffees that are specifically for coffee enemas actually contain more caffeine because it makes them more effective, makes the coffee enema more effective. They also have more palmitic acid, which makes the coffee enema more effective. And so what the, the caffeine is doing is dialing all the capillaries in the liver and causing the liver to dump its toxic contents into the intestines for elimination. So it just speeds up a process that's already happening. Yes, your liver is already detoxing you. It's working 24 seven doing that. Um, but the coffee enemas just help to speed that up and provide a way to mechanically purge the liver, which is especially important if you're really ill, if you're really toxic, if you have cancer or some other health issue. Um, you know, a lot of the natural cancer clinics that people go to around the world, um, they'll have their cancer patients do coffee enemas four or five, six times a day because they just want to purge, 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 purge as many toxins as they can because they're on a, you know, a time clock. So um, coffee enemas, uh, that's essentially how they work. They dilate the blood vessels and the liver purges its toxins into the intestines and then you excrete them. And um, so let's talk a little bit about um, how to do a coffee enema. So let's talk about actually the first, we'll talk about when to do a coffee enema. So the best time is preferably in the morning. Um, you know, you probably don't want to do one after 3 p.m. because you do get a jolt of caffeine and that can keep many people awake if they are sensitive. You know, caffeine stays in your system for 12 hours after you consume it, whether it's in your mouth or whether it's in your rectum. Um, it does stay in your, uh, your body for 12 hours, so it can keep some people awake. But people have different sensitivities to caffeine. So there are some people, a very common question I get is, I'm super sensitive to the caffeine. Can I still do a coffee enema? And so the answer to that, if you have a sensitivity, is that uh, you want to use a tiny little amount. Like I use a big heaping tablespoon, sometimes two tablespoons of coffee. For a person that's really sensitive to caffeine, perhaps their liver doesn't process caffeine very well, um, you want you can just use a tiny bit, like an eighth of a teaspoon or a quarter of a teaspoon in a whole bucket of water, like a whole bucket like this, just a, an eighth or a quarter of a teaspoon. You don't have to use a lot. You only have to use the amount that elicits a response in your body that gets those blood vessels dilating. So if you feel a little bit stimulated from a small amount of coffee brewed in a large uh, bucket like this, um, then that's fine for you. That works for you. You don't have to have, you know, a, a lot of caffeine to to get the response that you need to have to have the coffee and a be coffee enema be effective. Um, so, so guys, if you have any questions whatsoever when I'm talking, just throw them at me, and I will uh, answer them after I'm done with a little lecture here teaching you guys. Um, so, but I, I, again, on that note, if it's 10 PM at night and you are in a lot of pain or do you have a headache, do a coffee enema. Yeah. You might sacrifice some sleep. Um, but if you, if you have to do a coffee enema, then, then do one. Sometimes when I'm at night, if I feel like I need to do one, I'll just do a water enema. Um, you know, I'll just do that. Like say if I go to a restaurant, I have a really huge meal or I'll, I'll even have some gas. that's uncomfortable. I'll do a water enema and it just 
you know, gets rid of all that matter inside you that's making you feel really full or sick or to get rid of gas so that you're, you feel more comfortable. So that's another really good benefit of it as well. So you're not suffering all night with gas or, um, you know, a full stomach that prevents you from sleeping well. Because when you eat a big, a big meal, you know, that can uh, interfere in your sleep. So anyway, so let's talk about how to do a coffee enema. So uh, I have an article on my website on myersdetox.com, number one on um, how to do a coffee enema. So I'm going to bring that up right now, and I'll kind of walk you through all of the steps on how to do one. So first you need the equipment, and so you want to start with a little enema bucket or an enema bag works as well. Um, I have a bag that I'll travel with if, if I'm going on a long enough trip. And um, so I like, I prefer the bucket because it's easier to clean. Any type of bucket works. And then you're gonna attach your hose to the bucket and the hose will look something like this. And this is a brand new one. Um, so you attach the, the end of the hose to the bucket and that's what is not working, but you just attach the end of the, the hose to the bucket and then you attach your tip here um, to the other end. This is not working to the other end here. And then this is what you're going to insert in your rectum to have the coffee enema go inside you. And so what you need to do ultimately is, you know, you have your coffee brewed. The bucket needs to be kind of up high so that gravity pulls the coffee down um, through the tube and then you can insert a little bit into your rectum. And usually what I do first is I will um, just put in just enough liquid just before I um, evacuate, um, just enough to facilitate that process. So you wanna clean out your bowel and then you can fill up again and you wanna hold that for as long as you can. For some people that's two minutes, some people that's five minutes, some people that's 15 minutes. Everyone's gonna be a little bit different in their tolerance and their ability to, to, to do that and the length of time in which they can hold it. But ev again, everyone is different. Um, some people can only hold it for a couple of minutes. So they'll need to evacuate and then fill up again and then evacuate and then fill up again. But it's great because you have plenty of liquid here to make mistakes, to evacuate if you need to. And so you don't. there's no perfect picture of what it needs to look like. Um, and the instructions on my website, I say you want to hold up for 15 minutes. You can hold up for 15 minutes total. Do five different sessions, but have it a total of 15 minutes, and you'll have the same effect as if you just held up for 15 minutes. Because I know a lot of people complain they can't hold it very long, and uh, everyone has a different tolerance, uh, like I mentioned. Um, so let's talk. Let's answer some questions right now. So everyone, again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, if you Think of anything that you want to ask me about coffee enemas, just shoot. So Misty, I love coffee enemas. I'm right there with you too. I love the little coffee cup emoji. <laughs> so Liz, thank you for so much for joining me. Um, how many is it safe to do in a day? Thank you. So the frequency with, with which you should do them generally is about every two to three days. I think that's a very good pace for, for many people to do. That's what I do. Um, but everyone is a little bit different. Some people need to do them a few times a day if they have a pain syndrome, if they have cancer, if they have uh, a number of health issues, um, they may be warranted for them to do the coffee enemas a few times a day. So it just depends on your health status and your situation. 
if you're generally healthy, I don't recommend doing too many in a day because there's some people that are especially as sensitive to losing electro electrolytes when they do coffee enemas. And so there's some people that for whatever reason, I, if they, they do too many, some people, even on a daily basis, I do see their minerals going down on a hair mineral analysis. Granted, I have not seen this that often, but I have seen it with some people. But if you're doing a program like the Myers Detox Protocol, you're taking lots and lots of minerals, you're taking electrolytes, you're taking trace minerals. So you're taking uh, you know, things to replace what you might be losing with the coffee enema. Um, another thing you can do is add sea salt to the coffee enema to reduce the amount of electrolytes that you might lose, but it kind of burns a little bit. But again, everyone has a little bit of a different tolerance for that. And so adding some sea salt to the coffee enema may be a good thing to do for you guys. And, but I generally recommend um, every other day, every, you know, every two to three days, I think it's a really nice pace. But again, you have to find what works for you as an individual. So Bill Thompson, so I resisted for a long time. Now I do one every day. Good for you. Yeah, sometimes a lot of people resist because they know it's not the most glamorous thing in the world to do, to do the coffee enemas, especially a lot of men, you know, they have some sensitivity around, you know, uh, doing coffee enemas, but understandable. And as a lot of my male clients tend to be resistant, but once you try them and, um, and you're successful with them and you associate feeling really good with doing the coffee enemas, people kind of just you know, they're, you know, go out the gate on the race and they're ready to go. <laughs> they want to keep doing them because for me, I've been doing them for about maybe, maybe seven years now, maybe eight years, maybe longer. And uh, I'm, I, you know, I might flake out on some of my other detox stuff I do. Like sometimes I'll fall off the wagon. I won't do a sauna for a little while, or I won't take a supplement or, or whatnot, but I, I don't ever miss my coffee enemas that I really, really need to do them. And I, I kind of judge with my body also on how often I need to do them. I can kind of feel toxic, so to speak, or I kind of just feel yeah, yucky or whatever. And uh, so I know it's time to do one. And uh, some, the very common question just came to mind is if you do coffee enemas, will you have issues evacuating your bowels on your own? Will you have trouble going to the bathroom? Will, will it cause constipation if you don't do a coffee enema um, on a regular basis? So here's the thing. When you do a coffee enema, you are, you're excreting all the fecal matter that's in your colon. So you're probably not going to go to the bathroom for a day or two after doing a coffee enema. And that's perfectly normal. You just evacuated it doing a coffee enema. So, um, but if you do one every other day, then you're probably not going to be going to the bathroom on your own because you're mechanically, you know, evacuating the fecal matter. This does not in any way destroy your motility, which is the peristalsis that happens that naturally helps to evacuate your bowels. So it's not going to affect that. Uh, you will still be able to go to the bathroom on your own, even if you do coffee enemas on a regular basis. So um, they're not like addicting, like you won't be able to go to the bathroom on a regular basis, but everyone's a little bit different. There may be some people when they stop coffee enemas, they might not go to the bathroom for a little while where their body is kind of adjusting, but your body will get back to normal at some point. Again, everyone's a little bit different in that respect, but it's not, it's not going to harm you in any way. Um, so Raymond, so hi, Wendy, you're awesome. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much for that. So uh, great, Bernadette, great part of any detox program. I agree. 
And Cora, hello from Seattle. Thank you for joining us. Um, let's see, Brandon, so you had sea salt, correct? So what else can you add to boost enemas? Um, is this great for adrenal fatigue? Will this throw off your normal di digestion? So no, coffee enemas will not throw off your normal digestion. They might just throw off your evacuation because you're mechanically evacuating. So you're not going to just be going to the bathroom on your own, so to speak. And um, is this great for adrenal fatigue? So yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what health issue you have, whether it's adrenal fatigue or trouble with hormones, coffee enemas are very beneficial in a lot of ways because it helps to eliminate toxins that interfere in hormone production and interfere in um, a lot of the body's metabolic functions. And the adrenals are no different. They make the sex hormones and stress hormones. So really, really helpful to do coffee enemas, no matter what the, what the issue, they, they help your body detox and help your liver eliminate toxins better. And so what else can you add to boost enemas? So you can add ozone to coffee enemas. Uh, I certainly used to do that. I used to add, um, it's not ozone, I used to add a sea of water, which helps to redox molecules in your body. And uh, those are really nice, but those get expensive because it's $40 a bottle. Um, but if you have an ozone machine, you can certainly add ozone to the coffee. And uh, that's really helpful for killing bacteria and parasites and other infections that may be inhabiting your colon. And, but also the ozone will absorb through your intestines and get into your body. So that's, that's really helpful. Um, you can add other things. If you have trouble holding the coffee enema, like you have trouble retaining it, you can add some blackstrap molasses and that has lots of minerals in it. And that for some people that can help to retain the coffee enema. So that's a little tip that you can do. Um, some people will add uh, things like, like quinton minerals. Um, they'll add sea salt, like I mentioned. You can really add anything to the coffee enema. Some people will do a coffee enema and then the last one they'll do is some water with some bifidus and then put that, you know, directly insert that into their colon. Some people like to put chlorella into their colon. Lots of things you can put in your colon uh, to improve the health of it. So that's a few, few tips there. So Helena, so I heard coffee enemas are great for detoxing the liver. Hope to feel more comfortable about trying it after this session. Yeah, so a lot of people are a little squeamish when they first start, but there's an article on my site. I'll just leave the link right now. Uh, there's directions on how to do a coffee enema. And so I'm going to put that uh, right here in the show notes or in the comments so you guys can um, have that. How to, how to do a coffee enema. So there's going to be directions on here, just step by step on how to do them. Because um, it, take, it takes a minute to get the hang of them. Uh, the first or one or two can be a little messy, um, but I promise you it's worth it to, to try it and see how you feel. I, I recommend trying it two or three times before you give up and throw in the towel. Um, because like I said, the first time or two can take a little minute to kind of figure it out, figure out how to use the equipment. And um, so it just takes a second. Um, so... So Terry, so I've been doing coffee enemas for several months now, but sometimes I expel blood. Is this bad or does this happen from time to time? So some people can have um, just, they, they can have blood from polyps. They can have blood from um, different like fissures in their intestines or other issues going on in their intestines. But if it continues for a while, I might, you know, go, I'd probably go have that checked out by a physician just to, just to see um, if it's a polyp or something going on. 
because um, it's you don't really want to have blood um, on a regular basis. I'm sure it's going to happen sometimes. We all have blood in our stool at times, and that's normal. We can get cuts, like food can cut us on, on the inside of our body and whatnot. But um, but if it's, it happens occasionally, I think it's fine. If it happens on a regular basis, um, I might be concerned. Just go have a, a colonoscopy and have that checked out. So Susie, so coffee enemas relieve my knee pain instantly. I only use organic coffee, two tablespoons boiled 15 minutes in a cup of distilled water, and then add three cups more to it. So that's what I do too. I do about two heaping tablespoons um, and I boil my water for about 10 minutes. 15 minutes is probably better. I boil the water on like a stove top. And um, so I boil, I boil the loose, I, I grind it fresh. Then I boil the loose coffee on a stovetop with distilled water. You can use any type of water, you, but you don't want to use tap water. Tap water has a ton of toxins in it and all kinds of crazy chemicals. That's going to defeat the purpose of the coffee enema. You have to use distilled water or filtered water, reverse osmosis, spring water, whatever you have, anything except for tap water. And um, and then I'll I'll boil that. It's about I don't I don't really know the measurements, but it's a um, a little, a small, you know, pot of water, and then I'll add cool distilled water to that until it gets to a little above body temperature. It's a little bit warm and then pour that, fill my bucket all the way to the top here and usually do about four or five evacuations. And it takes about maybe 30 to 45 minutes to do that. And so thank you, Susie, for the tips there. And so Joan, so Joan from Cheyenne. So I've done coffee enemas a couple of years ago. I need to get motivated again. Yeah, just try it one and just see how you feel. I mean, I know people can fall off the wagon and kind of forget why they're doing them, but I think they're really, really important in today's toxic world to do coffee enemas on a regular basis. And you feel the difference. I mean, when I first started doing them, I, I had all these, um, you know, clogged pores and blackheads and just, you know, my skin just just looked kind of uh, sluggish. And I started doing the coffee enemas and my skin totally cleared up within a couple of months. I was really, really surprised. And then I fell off the wagon. I stopped doing the coffee enemas for a little while. And then all the clogged pores came back. And I thought that's really interesting. And then I started doing the coffee enemas again and my skin cleared up again. So I made that association there and a lot of other associations with how much better I feel, how much clearer I feel. And so for me, um, I get a lot of benefits from them. And so they're just a regular part of my health regimen. So Luana, so what should someone do if they can't tolerate coffee? So I answered that question a little bit earlier. If you're late joining me, uh, don't worry. You can watch this whole video. As soon as I'm done talking and lecturing about coffee enemas, the video will be available on the Myers Detox Facebook page. And so you can watch it at any time. It's just not going to be loaded and ready to start from the beginning, the beginning until after I'm done talking. This will also be uploaded to the youtube.com slash Wendy Myers YouTube page. So you can watch it at any time there as well. So if you don't tolerate coffee, it's totally fine. Um, you can just use a tiny little bit of coffee because there's a different effect you get from drinking coffee versus taking the coffee rectally. So it's a very different sensation so someone who may have trouble orally taking coffee uh, in their mouth uh, tolerate caffeine and they, they can tolerate it when doing a coffee enema. So you just want to start with a, just an, maybe an eighth of a teaspoon of coffee in a huge bucket like this and just see how you feel. If you don't tolerate that, then 
coffee enemas aren't for you. Coffee enemas are not for everyone. I think most people tolerate them really, really well. But for many people, it's just not right for them. And so, so Debbie Hanks, so I don't do enemas, no thanks. <laughs> well, you've come to the wrong Facebook Live because we're talking about coffee enemas. <laughs> but hopefully it, this lecture will change your mind and you might want to try one. So Diana, so based on what Wendy is saying, sounds like she uses coffee enemas to deal with symptoms, nausea, headaches, uh, not figuring out why she has those problems. So um, for me, um, I... Uh, you know, I know why I'll have certain issues. Like if I have nausea, I'm, I tend to be prone to nausea. If my liver kind of gets backed up, if I'm like kind of toxic and I just tend to be prone to nausea, I have been my whole life. So it's one of the ways I deal with that. I've been detoxing for uh, quite a, a number of years now. So I know it's, it, it can be from toxins and I, I don't really know why I have that or, or deal with that, but I'm not terribly worried about it. I just use a coffee enema and, and then I'm fine. Um, with uh, headaches, I get those maybe once every six months. So um, I think probably more tension headaches than anything. But, uh, but yeah, I've definitely got to the root cause of most of the health issues that I used to have. But stuff pops up every day. I'm human. I, I have stuff that happens. I have stressors and Sometimes I eat bad food and I get a headache from that or, um, you know, make bad choices and I pay the price for that. And I have ways that I deal with them, like doing coffee enemas, but uh, not too worried about my health. I have perfect, perfect uh, tests with all my doctor and I feel great. So not terribly worried about any underlying root causes of my health issues. Um, but, but thank you for caring. <laughs> so Zara, so I have a Kalima board and I've known about colon cleansing for over 30 years. I'm happy to hear you teaching. Yeah, so that's a, a very good point to talk about the difference between doing colon cleansing or colon irrigation or colon hydrotherapy versus coffee enemas. So what's the difference? So um, I, I personally prefer coffee enemas simply because the caffeine gives you that stimulation to your liver's capillaries to dilate and then that has this kind of hermetic effect, a stress response, where it makes the liver dump its toxic contents into the intestines for elimination. And so that's the whole point. So if you do that with fused water, you're only getting that benefit of cleaning out the colon. And so that's not why you're doing coffee enemas. It's, it's part of it. Um, it's a side effect of doing that, but it's, it's really the, getting that caffeine into the liver to, through the portal vein from the rectum, you know, the caffeine travels through the portal vein to the liver to elicit that response, that stress response to get it to detox. So you're not going to have that with water. But colon irrigation is great. I've definitely done series of those where I've taken um, binders, where I've taken uh, psyllium husks, you know, taking those for a couple of days and then done some colon hydrotherapy and you have all this, you know, fecal matter that comes out of you. And I've done a series of 10 of those and I felt great. You know, it's a long process. It was expensive. You have to pay $75 or more per session where with the coffee enemas, you can do those at home. You only have the expense of like a $50 coffee bucket and some maybe $10 a month or so for coffee. So uh, relatively inexpensive. I think they're more effective for detox purposes, which is the why I recommend them, and uh, just easier and less expensive to do at home. Um, but they're both great. I just think the coffee enemas are much more effective. 
So, so what are some good alternative to, co to enemas if you're allergic to coffee? Well, you can do the colon hydrotherapy. Uh, you can do infrared saunas. So infrared saunas are a great way to sweat out all kinds of metals and chemicals. You don't have to do coffee enemas. They're just a great tool that you can have in your arsenal. You can also take liver enhancing supplements. So take uh, like uh, perfect press milk thistle oil, which is an amazing milk thistle. You can take other supplements to help your liver. I drink beet juice on a regular basis. Um, I eat burdock root. Um, I get it at this Korean place where they have this fermented uh, burdock root, which is great for your liver. Um, they, there's lots of you know different foods, dandelion roots, greens, things that you can help to facilitate liver function um, if you can't do coffee enemas. So Luann, so I've heard that adding beetroot powder also helps. Is that true? Um, yeah, I mean, conceivably it might might help, but I'd probably want to ingest the beetroot powder like in a smoothie or something or drink uh, fresh beet juice or eat beets as opposed to using beetroot powder, but I, I presume it would work. Um, but I don't know if I could recommend that. But, uh, but Jennifer, so is it okay and beneficial for someone with a comped genetic mutation to do Coffee enemas. Also, can children do coffee enemas? What would be a good age to start? So, um, I personally am of the bent where I don't, I don't think you should traumatize your child with coffee enemas. I, I've had a few clients whose parents forced them to do coffee enemas, and there's there's no way in hell I'm doing a coffee enema because they were traumatized by it. So, yes, would it provide a benefit to your child? Certainly. But I think with children, I think that uh, they shouldn't be done. I think children should kind of, unless they have a severe health issue or cancer or something like that, sure. But if uh, they really don't have any major health issues, I don't think it's something I'd be doing. I wait until your child's old enough and you're modeling that behavior and they're curious and they want to try it or they're of the age to make that decision for themselves. Um, I don't think I would do it. I, don't, I won't do it with my daughter either. I think it's just too invasive for a young child. Unless it's a, it's a health issue and it's beneficial to save their life, for instance, if they have cancer. And so as far as beneficial for someone with COMT, yes, I think it'd be great to do if you have a COMT genetic mutation. I do also. Um, I also, my liver doesn't metabolize caffeine very well. I've tested my liver function, my liver's ability to detox. I'm a slow caffeine metabolizer, which means I'm sensitive, somewhat sensitive to caffeine. Um, but I do great with the coffee enemas. And so I think it's perfectly fine if you have the COMT genetic mutation. So, so Amy, so should we take a binder before doing the coffee enema? Very good question. Yes, I think it's great to do a binder, to take a binder about uh, 30 minutes to an hour before doing a coffee enema. My Citracleanse modified citrus pectin stays in your body for about 12 hours uh, once you ingest it. So that, that works too at any point. 12 hours before the coffee enema, but ideally 30 to 60 minutes before the coffee enema, uh, that binder will get into your, into your intestines in, and clean up the bile where all the toxins are, and then you'll eliminate the modified citrus pectin. Some you're going to eliminate through the colon, some through, you know, uh, so the modified citrus pectin gets into your blood also. So you'll release some toxins to the kidney because your kidney will be processing those toxins, but you'll definitely be cleaning the bile with the modified citrus pectin binder 
And so it does make the coffee enema a little bit more effective. So I take my Citricleanse modified citrus pectin every single day. So um, I don't really worry about doing it before, right before my coffee enema. Um, but that's certainly something that you can do if you haven't taken it. You can take it 30 to 60 minutes before a coffee enema if you haven't already taken it that day prior to your coffee enema. So Bill, what is the best coffee to use, whole bean or pre-ground? So I'm a big proponent of whole bean coffee and grinding it fresh because um, the pre-ground coffees are just oxidized. You know, unfortunately, a lot of the healthful compounds in the coffee, the antioxidants, the oils, and other things are going to be lost because they're going to be oxidized. Uh, they're going to have evaporated with the oxygen molecules, take it away. That's what oxidized means. And so I'm not a fan of pre-ground anything, pre-ground seeds, pre-ground coffee for that reason. So I recommend just getting like a little cheap $10 grinder and uh, grinding the, the coffee beans right before you brew it. And I think that's a much, much more beneficial and you get a lot more out of the coffee enema as long as you're spending the time and the money and the effort to do it. And so the best coffee to use is coffee enema specific coffee. So blonde coffees, the beans kind of blonde. And um, I think they make the coffee enema more effective. They have more caffeine. They have more palmitic acid. S.A. Wilson is a really nice coffee. Uh, pure, I think it's called uh, Pure Life Coffee is great also by Seeking Health. Uh, that's a really nice one. And um, I use that one. And uh, also just, but any organic coffee works also. Um, you know, the coffee enema coffees tend to be about $20 a pound, but you can get, you know, organic coffee for $8 a pound and that works just fine too. But uh, I just think you get a little bit more benefit by using the coffee enema specific coffees that are kind of blonde as opposed to dark brown. So Kristen, is it okay to use a fleet brand when traveling? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. You know, um, I don't recommend using the fleets that have um, have perfume in them. Like some of them are scented and, um, I've definitely used some, some fleet, uh, enemas myself if I'm traveling and, you know, I, I don't have my stuff with me and I just feel like, you know, um, having some relief. Um, so the fleet is perfectly fine. The vinegar ones are nice. Um, the baking soda ones are probably nice too, but it's not the same as a coffee enema. Um, I'm sure there's some products out there that have, like uh, the coffee already in the coffee enema. I know there's coffee suppositories that people can use as well that may have a similar effect but won't have the colon cleansing effect. But you'll have that caffeine stimulating effect for your liver with the, the coffee suppositories. Um, I think that BioPure, uh, that's Dr. Cleanhearts, Dr. Dietrich Cleanhearts uh, brand, they have a coffee enema, I believe. And... Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't, it's not the, like, like I said, the fleet enemas are not the same as doing a coffee enema, but if you need relief from constipation, perfectly fine. Just avoid the ones with perfume. So Missy, so does an enema coffee or water reduce the healthy bacteria in the colon? Very good question. Very common question. Is it important to replenish with probiotics afterwards? So the coffee enema is not going all the way up your colon. So you have your large colon here, it goes around your body like this. There's three parts of it. And so the coffee enema is only going up this first third of your colon. You're only putting a small amount 
of coffee. I mean, the most you could probably take in at any one time is two cups. So that's only going to go up the first third of your colon here. So, so you have the rest of the, the two thirds of your colon where you are not washing out bad bacteria. You're not going to destroy your gut bacteria that you've been working so hard for with all your bone broth and probiotics and fermented foods and all this stuff. You don't have to worry about that. I've been doing them for years. I've recommended thousands of people do coffee enemas. I've only had one person that had reported having some issues with thinning of the lining of their colon, but she had cancer. She was very, very ill. Her health was compromised in, in many ways. Um, but for her, she was just very, very sensitive. Maybe the coffee she was using was too acidic and that kind of lined out, thinned out the lining of her, her rectum and intestines. It was really problematic for her. Um, but for, but I haven't heard of any other problems other than that, working with thousands of clients. Granted, some people are going to have problems uh, with coffee enemas, like any procedure, any detox protocol, in detox supplements, someone's can, someone somewhere is going to have a reaction. But as far as the healthy bacteria, I don't believe that the bacteria are affected in any way um, whatsoever. And I don't, I don't really think you need to replenish, so to speak, with probiotics. I think it's important to eat probiotic-enhancing foods and probiotic-rich foods. Um, my Citra Cleanse, modified citrus pectin, there's studies that show that that product does feed good bacteria in your gut and your intestines because it's a, a, a fiber. So it feeds good bacteria. So I think if you're eating a healthy diet, you're eating tons of fiber, you're eating, uh, you know, you're taking probiotics or eating probiotic rich foods, you don't, you really don't have to worry about that at all with doing coffee enemas. So Jude, so how long does it take you to do a coffee enema start to finish? So for me, once I, it probably takes me about 10 minutes to brew it and set up. And then it'll take me about probably 30 to 40 minutes to do a coffee enema. I like to take my time, do it right. But for some people, they're just boom in and out in 20 minutes. Uh, they just uh, don't need that long or they fill up with the coffee and they can just hold up for 15 or 20 minutes and then they're done. And so everyone's a little bit different in how they approach it. Um, I like to fill up and evacuate four or five times. And then that's, that for me works really well. Other people just want to do one shot and be done with it. Um, so everyone's a little bit different in that respect. So Lana, will coffee suppository work the same as a coffee enema? Will you get the same results of detox liver? Yes, you will. Um, uh, if the, the coffee suppository has caffeine in it, that caffeine will go through your portal vein to your liver and have the same effect. I don't think it's as pleasurable because I don't think you're going to be able to have that evacuation of the colon, evacuation of the fecal matter out of your colon. So you won't get that benefit, but you will get a detox effect. But I think um, part of the, the detoxification mechanism is evacuating your colon where the liver is dumping its toxic contents and you want to excrete all the toxins out of your colon, excrete the fecal matter. So um, I, I think it's fine, um, but I, I don't know if I recommend that by itself. I think you want some evacuation of the colon. So Jessica, if you're using coffee enemas for killing parasites um, or for flushing out heavy metals, would you still do it every two to three days? So what other supplements do you recommend to do along with the coffee enema? So if you're trying to do like a parasite cleanse, um, or if you, if you know that you have parasites in your colon, um, I, you, you could do them more often. You could do, if you're doing like a parasite cleanse for 
four weeks or whatnot. You can do them more often on a temporary basis. You can do them on a daily basis. You're getting real aggressive with the parasites. You probably want to do coffee enemas more often. So uh, I think infrared saunas are great also for that. Parasites are really sensitive to heat. They don't like that two to three degree raise in body temperature that you get uh, with using an infrared sauna. So that's a great method as well to use while you're doing a, a parasite cleanse. You want to get real aggressive with them. Um, but but yeah, so I think it's it's fine to do them more often if you're trying to do an aggressive parasite cleanse. But apart from that, every two to three days is fine. So Katya, so uh, can you please explain why often I do not feel like evacuating at all as though it all gets absorbed? Um, is it because I do not use a sufficient amount? So yeah, so this is something that does happen with some people. They take in the liquid, they take in the coffee, and then it disappears and it doesn't come out. So that's because you're dehydrated. Um, so, so you can help that by either putting in more liquid. Um, maybe you are uh, holding it a, a long time. You're holding it a long time and your body's absorbing that because it, it's uh, dehydrated. So you can just add more coffee uh, inside you until you're able to evacuate it. So I don't know, this does happen for a number of people and they're, they get perplexed by it or they, they take in the coffee and then nothing comes out and some people they keep adding water and still nothing comes out. There's a reason for that. Your body is very intelligent. It will absorb uh, water uh, wherever, it, 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 wherever it may come from, whether it's orally or rectally. Um, so this does happen with some people. It's something to really worry about. Uh, your body is you know, happy to get that extra um, uh, extra hydration. It happens with me too. Sometimes I feel like I'm dehydrated and, um, and I will retain more of the coffee than I expel. It does happen sometimes, um, but it's something to really worry about. You're still getting the benefits of the coffee enema with the caffeine. So nothing to really worry about. Just add more liquid. So Joan, so can coffee animals pull out all heavy metals or is it selective? So, um, it's not really about we're not selectively pulling out heavy metals. We're just enhancing the liver's ability to release toxins, enhancing the liver's ability to break down toxins because your body uh, will enhance or increase glutathione production by 600%. So, you know, give or take uh, why you're doing a coffee enema. So it's a great way to enhance production of glutathione without having to take it orally, uh, if you're not wanting to take it or you don't tolerate it for whatever reason. Some people don't tolerate NAC, which is a precursor to glutathione, or they don't tolerate glutathione at all. So doing coffee enemas is a great way to naturally increase your glutathione production, which will enhance your detox ability to excrete metals and other chemicals out of your body. So, um, so I can't really tell you exactly what metals, coffee enemas, detox, that we're just facilitating, enhancing the body's ability to detox with the coffee enemas, not looking for specific excretion of a specific heavy metal. So Martin, does this procedure damage the good bacteria? So I answered that question earlier. So just listen uh, to the whole, the whole uh, you know, uh, Facebook Live again once we're done. I answered that. Um, so, so Adrienne, so hi, Wendy. Thanks so much for doing these Facebook Lives, learning so much. I did five weeks of Quicksilver Cube with our lipoic acid, glutathione, and the black box, um, liver detox. I also did Picana, Big Three, uh, Spygyrix, Dr. Zach Bush's Restore, and so on. This is after three molar amalgam removal. 
with metal in the root canals and mercury still in a cap pending removal in two weeks. Yeah, it sounds like you have a, metal, a mouthful of mercury. So I did a scoop of IMD with a protocol per day. In the second week, I got swollen uh, thumb joints um, after eating some sheep goat yogurt. And I continued due to it being a chelation effect, but got scared it was on new onset of autoimmune rheumatoid arthritis. So I had cadmium show up in my metals test. So cadmium is a classic metal that causes joint pain. So if you're getting really aggressive with detox and you're releasing cadmium, it, it can be coming out of joints and causing inflammation and pain. Very common cause of joint pain. I went to see the doctor and she thinks this new onset or flare-up of osteoarthritis, not gout or, or rheumatoid arthritis. All of my blood work is negative. You know, when you go to the doctor, they're just not looking for underlying root causes. They just, unless they're like a functional doctor, even a functional doctor, they're not always going to know what's causing something or know uh, what is the underlying root cause. So, you know, I think people go there looking for answers and many times the doctor just gives it a label like osteoarthritis. Um, but if you're doing this type of detox and you following that, you have a flare up of symptoms, it's probably being caused by the detox, the new changes you've, uh, had in your body, which is introducing these new supplements. So the key is just to slow things down. If, uh, if the symptoms, the detox symptoms are too intense, just need to slow things down. Just pull back a little bit. It sounds like you're throwing a lot at your body, a lot of different things. And it's great. You're trying to be proactive and detoxing, but your body is telling you it's too much because detox should be slow and safe and you should be somewhat comfortable. I mean, some people, depending on the amount of metals they have, their sensitivity, some people are going to not be uh, always super comfortable while they're detoxing. They can have flare ups, the very symptoms that they're trying to get rid of because the metals are causing the symptoms. And when they're coming out of tissues and the body's processing them, they can be uncomfortable. So you have to take more binders when that's happening. So the key, you can take Quicksilver Ultra Binder. You can take my Myers Detox Citra Cleanse. Uh, you can take more of it and that can help to alleviate symptoms. But if it doesn't, then it's time to pull back on what you're doing and take it a little bit more slow. And so, um, so your question is, should I be doing more coffee enemas? Yes, because coffee enemas are great at relieving pain, great at relieving detox symptoms. You said you're having major fatigue during the five weeks. That's going to happen. It takes energy to detox. And if you're getting really, really aggressive with it, it can cause a lot more fatigue than it really needs to, than is really necessary. So if that's the case, more binders, more water, Coffee enemas are great to help the liver get rid of the stuff that you're mobilizing because people can go, you know, get all happy, go crazy, and, and they order all their really expensive supplements. And they start taking everything and they start mobilizing all kinds of toxins and they're already sick. Maybe their body isn't ready to detox. And then they've got all this stuff, all this gunk floating around in their blood, in their system, in their bile and the body isn't able to process it all. And then you have inflammation and symptoms and pain and headaches and fatigue and nausea and all the classic symptoms that people can have when they're detoxing. Um, so you just, like I said, more binders, more water, coffee enemas are great. I have a great article on my site called, um, it's called uh, the tips for dealing with detox symptoms and healing reactions. So you can just type in detox symptoms or healing reactions on myersdetox.com. Lots of different tips and tricks on how to reduce detox symptoms there. Um, so Paulina, so please 
just go over coffee enema prep? Do I need to grind it first? Yeah, so you don't want to do the pre-ground coffee. The best thing to do is to grind your coffee fresh and I brew it on the stove so that I can brew it for 10 or 15 minutes and I really extract all the caffeine, all the yummy stuff that's in the coffee to maximize the benefits of my coffee enema. So I don't recommend brewing it in a coffee maker because it just doesn't have enough contact with the coffee. But it's perfectly fine, but it's not ideal. I don't recommend brewing it with a paper filter because you're going to lose a lot of the oils and a lot of the healthy benefits and antioxidants that are in the coffee in the filter. So don't recommend that either. Best thing to do is just put the water on the stove, brew it there. Then um, just do a little, you know, put it through a, a little strainer so you don't have any of the grounds that are going into your coffee enema bucket. And then, um, you know, get comfy. I do it on the, the floor of my bathroom. I put down a bath mat and a towel and a couple pillows, get super comfy. And I put my coffee in my bucket, you know, about three or four feet above my head um, on top of the, the bathroom counter so that the gravity will pull the coffee, uh, you know, into your colon. And um, people can also do uh, vaginal coffee enemas as well. The many coffee enema kids come with a vaginal douche. And that's really recommended, like say if you have endometriosis or you've got fibroids or you have a lot of reproductive issues, I think it's great to do vaginal enemas, uh, vaginal coffee enemas to help dilate all the blood vessels there and just get everything moving and, and detox that area. And so that's what I would do if I had those health issues as a female, I would be doing vaginal coffee enemas. Uh, Dr. Wilson, Dr. Lawrence Wilson uh, on drlwilson.com has a great article on vaginal coffee enemas. Not a lot of info about that on the internet, but he has a, he's got a great article about that if you have female reproductive issues. And so Bill, so what is the best position to be in for an enema? So laying on the right side the entire time. Um, so I don't think that it matters. I lay on my back and I think that's fine. I mean, you can lay on your right side so that when you put in the coffee, it will go more into your traverse colon. So you have your your colon right here um, where most people, the coffee enema will go into if you're laying on your back. But if you're laying on your right side, then the coffee will maybe theoretically go into your traverse colon, which uh, crosses the span of your abdomen. And so that's fine, but I don't think you really have to do that uh, to get to improve the benefits of it. But some people like to do that and that's perfectly fine. So Rob, so do you need binders during around the enemas, which ones in general? So binders are great to take because binders will absorb all the toxins in your bile that are being excreted when you're doing a coffee enema. So my citra cleanse, modified citrus pectin is a great one to take 30 to 60 minutes prior to doing a coffee enema, but you can take it at any point during the day prior to doing the enema because it stays in your bloodstream for 12 hours. So that's perfectly fine uh, to, to just take it on the day of your coffee enema. But ideally, 
30 to 60 minutes before the coffee enema is ideal. But any binder is fine. You can take activated charcoal. You can um, take the Quicksilver Ultra Bind. Lots of good binders out there, but I think modified citrus pectin is better because the, the activated charcoal is indiscriminate. It will uh, grab onto a lot of minerals. It will grab onto a lot of things, a lot of nutrients and things like that, which you don't want. So I don't recommend activated charcoal on a daily basis, but on occasion, totally fine. Once a week or twice a week is probably okay. Um, so is it okay for people with MTHFR? So coffee enemas, okay with people with the genetic mutation called MTHFR? Yes, perfectly fine um, because um, that's no problem whatsoever. There's no um, contraindication if someone has MTHFR uh, with doing coffee enemas. People with MTHFR have a compromised ability to detox. So yes, you want to be doing things that enhance your body's ability to detox and coffee enemas are a great way to detox. So Susan Leahy, thank you so much for joining. She's one of my oldest friends. It's so nice to see you. So Debbie, so can you dump too many toxins with the coffee enema? I'm very sensitive and has to, have to use very small amounts of binders. So yes, you can dump a lot of toxins with the coffee enemas. Some people are super sensitive and it can be a little bit too much for them. Um, so for, so just do what works for you. Um, you know, you just use a small amount of coffee. If like a one tablespoon or two tablespoons is just too much for you. When you're first starting them, start small. You can use a half a teaspoon of coffee. If you're super, super sensitive, you can use just a quarter of a teaspoon or even an eighth. And you can always work your way up from there and see what amount works for you. And so everyone's different in that respect. So there's no hard, fast rule. So, so Kim, should we use organic coffee? And what about the mold in the coffee? So yes, you want to use organic coffee. If you're worried about mold, you can certainly use a Dave Asprey's Bulletproof um, coffee. There's also a coffee, Dave Asprey's coffee. The Bulletproof coffee is not organic, but it is certified mold-free. There's a coffee called uh, Purity Purity coffee that's organic and mold-free that you can use. Um, but just if you're worried about mold, just find a coffee that's mold-free. Um, but yeah, that's ideal because um, there are a lot of coffees out there. They're not stored properly and they can have mold on them. Certainly the stuff from Starbucks and the, the large, the large companies, large chains are going to, going to have mold just by defect. Um, so I definitely don't recommend those. Um, but any um, mold-free certified coffee will take care of that problem. So Jude, should a plain water enema be done first or is it okay to go straight to coffee? So you can certainly do a plain water enema first just to evacuate the colon. Because for me, if I have a full colon, um, I just can't hold the coffee inside me. I can't retain it. So doing a plain water enema can be done. Just evacuate the colon with some warm water. And then you can do the coffee and then uh, fill up with that, but it's just more time, maybe a little bit more effort, but it can save you money and save you coffee. So that's an option for some people, for perfectly fine. So, so Raymond, regarding binders, I purchased your Citra Cleanse and the Quicksilver Ultra Bind. If I use one in the morning and the other in the evening, would I be detoxing twice as fast? Theoretically, yes, you would be detoxing twice as fast, <laughs> but you're definitely absorbing a lot of toxins. So that's perfectly fine to do. You just want to make sure the binders are taken, you know, 30 to 60 minutes away from 
food supplements and medications. So you're not absorbing anything that is nutritional that you want to be absorbing. So Bernadette, so how long do you hold it for? I try for about 15 minutes. So that the goal is 15 minutes total. So you don't have to retain a coffee enema for 15 minutes at one time. It's perfectly okay to hold it for like, you know, two or three minutes and then evacuate and then maybe five minutes and evacuate, five minutes evacuate, two or three minutes and evacuate. That's perfectly fine because every time is going to be a little bit different. Some people are like a champ. They can hold it for like 30 minutes. Other people, they just can't seem to retain it. Um, for those people, you just kind of have to, to train yourself. You have to kind of clamp down, try to hold it as much as you can. Maybe try some black strap molasses in the coffee enema, maybe a, a tablespoon to help with retention. It, it takes some practice also, but it's okay if you can only hold the first one for a minute or so, evacuate, and just keep trying, keep trying, fill up, hold it as long as you can, evacuate fill up, hold it as long as you can, evacuate. There's no contest here. You don't have to hold it for 15 minutes at one time. Just total is the goal, 15 minutes total. So Terry, is it normal to have blood and expelled enema every now and then? Yes, it's perfectly normal to have blood every now and then. That's perfectly fine. But if it's, um, if it's every time, obviously, or if it's very often, you want to go have that checked out by a doctor, um, but it's, I think everyone has blood in their stool at times. So that's, that's perfectly fine. So, so Deborah, how often should you do the coffee enema? So I recommend every two to three days. So roughly every other day. Um, but everyone's a little bit different. Some people like a piece of having them every single day. Some people every day causes too much of an electrolyte loss and that's too much for them. Some people once a week, I have one friend for like She's been doing them for 20 years, so she just does them every Saturday, and that's a good pace for her. But she eats a super clean diet, super clean lifestyle, and for her, once a week is perfectly fine. Um, for me, I like them every two or three days, and just you just going to find the piece that works for you. I tend to go by how I feel. I'll kind of get a feeling like I need one, or I'd feel better, have like a nice little boost if I did one, and that's when um, I do one. So Michelle, so if you're doing detoxing to get well, but you live in a place where they spray the lawns a lot with pesticides way too much, can you still get well or is it better to move? So um, for some people that live near areas where they're spraying a lot, you know, the option is to move. But the reality is that everywhere you go, when you're going to city parks or when you're, um, you know, your neighbors putting glyphosate, they're putting Roundup on their driveway or in their yard, it's really hard to escape the glyphosate. It, that, that's what's you know being sprayed on the lawns. So um, you, the solution is if you talk to your neighbors, inform them, uh, have, have talk to the gardeners. You know, just try to do what you can to control your environment. And um, if it's making you really sick, you may have to move somewhere where you know you have more control of your environment and there aren't people around or neighbors around that are spraying all these chemicals and pesticides. But even if you do that, there's still toxins in the air, food, and water. You're still breathing stuff in. But you can certainly find a, a less toxic environment um, in which to live, especially if your health depends on it. But it's a tough one. I mean, we do live in a very toxic world. Um, so it's it's hard to find places that are pristine, so to speak, um, because there's a lot of ignorance around people wanting to kill weeds or wanting to 
Um, you know, governments are spraying fire retardants on fires. If there's a fire nearby, we have that a lot in California. I get really stuffy and sneezy when there's a lot of fires and, you know, the governments are spraying, the firemen are spraying fire retardants and it just, it just blankets Los Angeles when that's happening in, in, in any area where that's happening. And then there's, there's toxins in the water. So just hard to escape. So that's why I, I do what I do trying to educate people about and motivating people to add regular detox protocols like coffee enemas and infrared saunas and certain supplements to uh, add detoxification to their lifestyle, to their healthy lifestyle. That's really the ultimate solution. But you do want to, you know, remove toxins, move away from toxins as much as you can if you're not able to convince your neighbors to stop the spraying and use alternatives. Because there's always natural alternatives that work just as good. I mean, for me, I when I would have... Um, pest control issues. I'd call an organic exterminator. They were a little bit more expensive, but not that much. And they'd spray thyme oil or they'd spray oregano oil or depending on what the pest was and just kill them naturally. And so there's, there's always alternatives and solutions. You just have to get creative and try to talk some sense into your neighbors. Um, let's see. So Kristen, so some sessions I feel euphoric after the enema and sometimes the next time, the next time I will feel bloated with a stomach ache kind of feeling right behind the belly button. Have you experienced that and or know the reasoning behind them? So I had the same thing. Sometimes I feel amazing after the enemas and sometimes I just feel bleh. You know, I just, uh, for whatever reason, you know, sometimes uh, your liver just not doing so hot and you just may the, the enema doesn't help to improve that. Sometimes people want to do, can do enemas back to back. They can do more enemas. Uh, and that's, if that's the case. And uh, sometimes people, I do hear, hear that a lot. Sometimes people feel bloated after them. Um, their liver can feel kind of like achy afterwards. Cause you know, you're it's getting like a little work out there, you know? So sometimes you're not going to feel great. Something to really worry about. Um, it's just, uh, every, every time is different. Every enema is a little bit different, but I wouldn't worry too much about that. So thanks Wendy for your explanation. So I'm using the coffee enemas to detox from heavy metals and you're so right to encourage people to keep trying this. It's taken me a few rounds to figure out a routine and I've now gotten it down to under two hours, 30 minutes to heat in some of the coffee, 30 minutes. So I think it's easier to just heat it for like 10 minutes and then add cool water to it to cool it down and then you're ready to go. And um, so Zara, so I do use organic coffee. I use eight tablespoons and one gallon of distilled water. The claim aboard is awesome. You lay down with your butt over the toilet and I have a five gallon bucket. I'm definitely into colon, coffee colon cleansing. Yay, we have lots of fans here. <laughs> lots of people are interested in coffee enemas. So Devana, so I've never done a coffee enema. What are the most important things to know for a beginner? Um, so the most important thing to know is that the first time or two probably is going to be a little bit messy. It's going to take you a minute to kind of figure things out, to kind of brew the coffee right. Um, I posted a comment, um, uh, a link in the comment section about how to do a coffee enema. I have very detailed instructions. You can also type on myersdetox.com how to do a coffee enema. Lots of great instructions and reasons why to do a coffee enema. Um, but that's probably the most, um, uh, the best thing you can do is just look at all those instructions and follow along as best you can. And, and don't give up, like try them, you know, at least one or two, maybe three times before 
giving up and deciding they're not for you. Because sometimes it can take a minute to figure it out. It can take a minute to kind of associate feeling good after the enema. Because uh, not every enema, you don't always feel amazing after every enema. But I find for me, most enemas, I feel really good after. I feel much better after. So for some people, it takes a minute to make that association with them, um, especially maybe if they're not so in touch with their bodies. Um, they may not, you know, feel the benefits of them as much as someone who's more in touch with their body. Um, so Melissa, so is it okay if you don't have a gallbladder or appendix? Yes, the coffee enemas are perfectly fine if you don't have a gallbladder or appendix and might, might be even highly recommended for you as well um, to, so that you can really help to, to clean your bile and get your liver working a little bit better, just facilitates digestion. Um, so Raymond, so when you buy whole bean coffee, do you grind it fine or large grinds? I think large grinds are easier to filter. So yeah, probably a large grind would be perfectly adequate and easier to filter as well. Um, so some Bill McCullough. So I lay on my back when I do my coffee enemas. I don't really get too worried about lying on my left or my right side. Um, the, the coffee, it, get, it, it makes its way into the liver. It makes its way through the portal vein into the liver. It doesn't matter how you're laying on your back, your left, your side. I just find it's easier to lay on my back um, to do them. So that's what I do. Um, so what reaction should we look for with coffee enema use? So that's a very good question. So after the coffee enema, people tend to have really, they get low blood sugar, not always, but I do find, um, for if me, if I have an empty stomach or I haven't eaten something, I'll definitely get low blood sugar after the coffee enema and I'll need to eat something right away. So that's something to definitely be aware of. And you might want to have a little snack or a meal before the coffee enema or a snack right after you do the coffee enema because you can feel kind of a little bit lightheaded. Um, uh, other reactions are people can, um, you know, definitely have improvement of symptoms. People can have um, anxiety. People can feel a little bit jittery because you do get a caffeine jolt after, uh, you know, uh, inserting the coffee rectally. So that can be um, for some people that are sensitive to caffeine, they can feel a little bit of anxiety. If you're doing it too late in the day, you can have some insomnia or you can have some reactions in that way where you'll have trouble sleeping that night. So just be aware of these things and just adjust the timing of your coffee enema or the amount of coffee you're using in the enema accordingly. So Michelle, so my neck has no disc anymore. Is this common from heavy metals? I'm also late diagnosed Lyme. So the no disc, um, I mean, I, I'm not aware of any heavy metals that really affect the discs so much, but typically uh, people as they age, you know, the disc will kind of compress and get dry and they can get uh, more brittle. So it's really important to keep them hydrated, you know, keep hydrated with water. Um, uh, so it's one of those things, I think it's more of a, a physical health issue that, that some people suffer from more than others, um, but it's more of a physical health issue, I believe. Um, can you share, uh, so Laurent, so can you share who are your favorite resources for coffee enemas aside from Dr. Wilson? Um, you know, I don't really, I can't really say I have any like resources for coffee enemas um, other than Dr. L. Wilson uh, for his website. 
Um, but there's definitely lots of uh, great places on the internet. There's a lot of websites dedicated only to coffee enemas. You'll just have to search on the website and search on the internet and find them. So, so Helena, so when you say evacuate four to five times within what time period? So that's about 45 minutes, like 30 to 45 minutes. Um, so I'll hold each one like a few minutes and then evacuate. So usually about 30 to 45 minutes. And um, so how long would I need to stay near the throne in caps? <laughs> so 30 to 45 minutes. So Elizabeth, are there any adjustments for those who have had their gallbladder removed? Not really, it's gonna be the same process uh, for you guys. So Mickey, so is there any harm in doing a coffee enema every day? I'm one year, year into recovery from SIRS mold toxicity. What procedure do you like the best? Uh, left side, back, right side. I'm a fan of just the back. And I don't think there's really harm in doing a coffee enema every day if you tolerate that, if that works for you. So if you're doing them every day, you wanna be aware of taking minerals every day taking magnesium, taking zinc, taking selenium, taking trace minerals, electrolytes, uh, things like that. You want to be uh, you know, aware that coffee enemas for some people can uh, drain their minerals, can be, um, coffee enemas every day can be too much for them. So you want to make sure you replace those minerals if you're doing them every single day. You want to be doing that anyways, whether you're doing coffee enemas or not, but it's just something you want to be more cognizant, cognizant of if you do coffee enemas every single day. So um, so I, I'm a little late to the Facebook Live. Sorry if the question's asked already, don't worry. Um, so, so what procedure, so do you think it matters how far up the coffee enema goes? No, I don't because I don't think it really goes up very far. It only goes up like that first third of your colon. You know, your colon wraps around your body like this inside. So it only goes up the first third. So you don't really have to worry about the coffee enema going up too far. You're putting a very little amount of liquid into your colon. And the max amount you probably want to put in at any one time is two cups. Um, but some people can only do a little bit of the, the liquid. You don't, there's no contest. You don't need to feel like, oh, I need to put two cups in. For if I did that, I would be exploding. I'd explode before I got to the toilet, which many people find when they first start doing them, they put in too much liquid and they can't hold it and they don't make it to the toilet in time because they're just, they can't hold that much liquid. So you need to start slow, just put in a little bit of liquid and hold it as much as you can. So you just kind of have to get the hang of things when you're first starting, um, you know, just put in a little bit of liquid um, and, and then you, at some point will get the sensation like you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Um, and then put in a little bit of a liquid, just kind of test things and see what amount of liquid works for you. What amount of liquid can you hold in your colon for, you know, two, three, five, ten minutes before you have to evacuate. And many times your body will signal to you that you have to evacuate when you have some fecal matter kind of coming down the chute. Sorry, we're getting really graphic here. We are talking about coffee enemas. Um, so if you have some fecal matter kind of ready to come out, your body is going to tell you and you're going to want to evacuate. So just heed the call, listen to that, go to the toilet, and then you can always fill up again and then hold it. Um, so Michelle, um, do they do coffee enemas have getting rid of parasites? Yes, they do. Cause they change the pH in your colon 
and they, they change the environment where a parasite super, super happy and make your colon less hospitable. And a lot of people do find if they're digging around in the toilet, after they do a coffee enema, they'll find some little parasites or some people have huge rope worms. They have clumps of worms coming out of them. We all have parasites. So invariably, if you start doing coffee enemas, you will probably have some parasites coming out of you, whether you see them or not. Um, let's see. So John, I love doing coffee and I've been doing one to two per day for nearly five months. What do you think about introducing castor oil? So I don't think I'd take castor oil internally. Um, it's fine to do castor oil packs on your liver because um, that's going to be nice and comfy and that can be really helpful for, you know, drawing out toxins and making you feel better. But I wouldn't take castor oil internally. Um, so Bill, so I've been using coffee enemas for almost two years, treating Lyme and co-infections. Is there anything else you would add in addition to coffee to detox even more? So I went over this a little bit earlier. Um, you don't really have to add anything to the coffee enema, but if you're, if you have a lot of infections in your body, you might be good to invest in an ozone machine and put some ozone into the, the coffee that you're putting inside you. That can be really, really helpful to infuse the ozone into your body and you can absorb that through your colon into your body and kill off infections if that's your goal. I think that's really healthy for anyone to be doing that. Um, but yeah, that's what I would add if I was dealing with the health issues that you're dealing with. So Elizabeth, so is there a good ratio, starting ratio of coffee to water just in general? Um, so what I do is I think it's more about the temperature. So I brew um, about a quart of water with two table, about one to two tablespoons of coffee. I don't really measure it. I just take like a shot glass of coffee. I grind it and I throw that into about, um, I think it's about a quart of water. And then I, I brew that and then I will add, um, a, you know, water to this bucket until it's filled up or until it's about warm. I want a little bit warm. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have the ratio really down for you because I kind of eyeball it myself. Um, but it, you want to be thinking more about the amount of coffee grinds that you're putting into the water and what amount works for you. So I've got detailed instructions about how to do this on my website on myersdetox.com. You can search for coffee enemas. I have a podcast on coffee enemas that gives a lot of tips and tricks as well. I'll paste that in the comments here. And a um, lot of other tips and tricks and very detailed instructions on how to do them. A lot more of the benefits for doing coffee enemas. Um, but that's it for today. I think I'm talked out here. I've talked, uh, pretty much answered every possible question there is to answer about coffee enemas and so the benefits of them. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I'll post some more resources here in the comments section. And thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for you know, listening and tuning in every week. I'm here every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, talking about various subjects regarding detoxification. So thanks so much for joining me, and I will talk to you guys next week.